everyone. Welcome back to the Paths Back to You podcast, and I am your host, Dia. Today, I wanted to talk about the concepts of self-care versus self-work. I think that both have become a bit of a trend nowadays, especially the term self-care, which is great. However, I think that sometimes there's a very, very thin line between self-care and overindulgence. And I want to talk about when self-care may cross over into self-sabotage and what is the difference really between self-care versus self-work. I think they definitely bleed into each other a little bit, but still there's a distinction between the two and finding a good balance for both can really help guide us to our most powerful and connected self. So this term self-care is so popular now on social media and many times I think that they're great suggestions. I've seen things like sleep in today or take time to unwind and read a book, take a bath, have a chocolate bar. But sometimes I feel like that self-care walks a very dangerous line into overindulgence on whether guilty pleasures or simply just pleasures. So when I was reading or when I was researching for this episode, I stumbled across a tweet by Jill Grunewald via greatest.com. And the tweet says, sometimes self-care is ordering and eating pizza. And sometimes self-care is not ordering and eating pizza. The key and the challenge is being able to identify which is which. I actually had to read that twice when I first saw it. Um, but yes, I think self-care should be doing caring activities or things for ourselves with the right intention and with awareness and definitely finding a good balance with what we choose to put on that self-care list. I can honestly make a list of self-care activities right now that look a lot like someone who's actually given up. So these days self-care could mean an extra glass of wine or calling out of work. Self-care can look like spending 50 extra dollars on something like a little gift for yourself when you should have or could have used it to pay off a bill. So with the rising popularity of the self-care idea, sometimes it can begin to border on irresponsibility and self-indulgence. But I think the most important way to do self-care right is to check in with ourselves honestly and put on our self-care list the things that are actually caring and nurturing instead of harmful or distracting. It's not necessarily what we do, but perhaps the reason behind why we're doing it. Are we actually self-caring as a way to just avoid something we have to deal with? Are we putting off important activities simply because we just don't want to? And are some of these self-care activities more like distractions and self-numbing? And then there's self-work, which some people might confuse with self-care. I think that surely self-work can fit into the category of self-care, but not necessarily the other way around. Having a bubble bath or a glass of wine can be really lovely and it's definitely on a lot of people's self-care list. But that doesn't mean self-work isn't needed to truly live with more joyful contentment. And more importantly, to live with the joy consistently and foundationally. If self-care is like a band-aid or an ointment or a much needed giant bear hug, then maybe self-work can be the house renovation and redecoration. 
And as you can see, very different things. I think both are important and complementary to each other, though I do think most of us should tread carefully with this popularized concept of self-care. Self-care things can be a mix of little indulgences, of course. Who doesn't love that? And it does cheer us up temporarily. But the real joy, the sustainable joy in how we show up to every day and every situation, I think comes with some self-work. Self-care feels fun and light and it definitely brings us temporary joy. And self-work might sound difficult and uncomfortable and it can't be, but I think there's some real magic and evolution that comes with spending time working on ourselves. And I almost hate calling it work because the association we have with the word, but I guess in a way it is work because sometimes it brings us to these places where we have to really sit and deal with these difficult emotions and perhaps even traumas in our past experiences. I do often like to associate self-work with the analogy of a house and it's like breaking down of walls ripping off the curtains and allowing light to shine in and sometimes it involves knocking down the whole foundation of the house and starting from ground sometimes it's renovation of just a few rooms and adding some new touches and decorations that make the house feel better and cozy and enjoyable knocking down walls and demolition may not always be fun it could possibly bring out rodents and strange weird things hidden in the walls. But sometimes you know it has to be done. And as we work our way through the foundation and continue to rebuild our new home, it becomes stronger, able to withstand crazy weathers, and our new improved doors can keep out stranger danger while the new expanded windows allow in fresh air and fresh perspectives. Instead of living in that old house, uncomfortable, dark, and maybe a little smelly, we work so that our house becomes pleasant, durable, strong, and filled with that gorgeous sunlight, and it becomes our true sanctuary, a place where we can always return to to find solace and peace. And it's a steady backbone that supports and comforts us no matter what crazy strange weather might be happening on the outside. Self-care is nice and it is important. You can air out by opening the windows, light a little candle, change a light bulb, but self-work is essential at the end of the day because no amount of Febreze can cover that weird smell if there's actually mold in the walls. I really hope you're not tired of my house analogies, but I truly find it so fitting to use it when we talk about personal growth and evolution. After all, we are living in a house, a house that is our mind, our body, our emotions, and how good we feel in our house really depends on how we come to care for it. So we all know what self-care can look like, but what does self-work look like? Well, it's probably different for each person, but I think self-work is opening, it's deep, it's both turning in and pulling up the weeds, and it's reaching out and further for expansion. It knocks down walls, but then it rebuilds sturdier ones. 
Self-work could mean finding a therapist. It can mean getting curious about how and why we are the way we are. It means being brave enough to question our own perception and actions and lean in with gentle kindness to see how we can shift and grow from the ones that no longer serve us or align with us. And self-work can be fun too. There are so many different options we have today. You can meditate in about a hundred different ways with guided videos, beautiful music. You can add prayer into your self-work. You can go on retreats. You can read books, watch interviews. You can learn and study about all the different philosophies and ideas and beliefs. You can basically try all of them out and see which one really resonate deeply with you. And that's what I love about the modern day chaos. Even though we do have a lot of options and sometimes that can be distracting and often helps us elude the actual point and purpose. But at the same time, we do have the freedom and we aren't forced to just believe in the one thing that everybody thinks is correct. We have all these tools and resources to truly find the different paths that works for us. And that's why I wanted to choose this name for our podcast. There's multiple paths. There's so many different ways and so many different philosophies and so many different types of work that you can do. It's all up to you. You Maybe you don't resonate with you know, Western religion. Maybe you resonate more with Eastern philosophies. Perhaps you're not into the woo-woo stuff, but you love when science bridges the gap between spirituality and factual evidence. So yes, I encourage you, and this is part of that process, this podcast, I encourage all of us to seek out the different options that are out there for us and truly seize which one resonates deeply with us and bring us the most clarity and joy. Sometimes self-work is hard, but through sitting with ourselves in those moments of discomfort, of healing and rebuilding and sitting with forgiveness and compassion, maybe then we can really begin to learn to love ourselves deeper and loving the parts of ourselves that needed it the most. Sometimes self-work can mean to repair in ourselves. There may be childhood wounds or conditionings that really slow us down today and distracts us from growth. And sometimes self-work is simply getting to know ourselves again. And it should be fun. We so often neglect the most important relationship in our lives, which is the one we have with ourselves. And it's just, it could be simple, just checking in and finding those patterns and things that really triggers us and asking why instead of lashing out or getting upset or angry and allowing this pattern to continue take the time to do the work and ask why why are those things triggering me why do I keep attracting the same kind of people into my life that doesn't serve me any good what is the reason behind it and how could I move forward and through this process you may find that your house needs an upgrade or perhaps it needs a complete remodel. Sometimes self-work is to simply forgive others and ourselves, throwing away those old dusty furniture that doesn't serve a function or purpose so that we can create more space for light to come in and for new beginnings. And self-care comes in and at this point, self-care means knowing when to ease up on the work and when to push through or dig deeper. 
I know personally, I go through periods where I focus really hard on self-work. I am journaling, checking in, and then there are a lot of moments and periods of time where I live unconsciously. So then periodically, I'm reminded to return home. The universe has a funny way of loving and guiding us. Sometimes when we have neglected our house for too long, it likes to throw some major challenges or unpleasant blocks to really wake us up to the declining conditions, to open our eyes and sort of force us to see what are the changes that we need to make. And personally, we all know it's not fun when you allow it to get to that level. Even though those challenges or difficulties are always here to serve us in some way, it might not feel like it in the moment. It just feels like a giant pain. But I think in order to avoid something like this, it would be so great for all of us if we choose to actively check in, you know, build it and integrate it into our daily routine and just simply become more attuned with ourselves in every single aspect, whether that's your body, your mind or your spirit. So in regards to the former self-care, that could mean adding a bit of self-work in your weekly routine or on your to-do list. And self-care can simply be checking in with yourself and asking genuinely, what is it you really need right now? Is it a large pizza or a large green juice? And the journey of self-work doesn't have to be scary because it comes from a place of loving ourselves and understanding that for everything to function well externally and for our relationships with others to strengthen and flourish and heal, the first step is our own foundation. It is by turning inward to ourselves with compassion and attention instead of drifting through every single day unaware and unintentional. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I just want to say really quick that this whole journey of discovering yourself, working on ourselves, learning, improving this so-called personal growth it is 100% a journey and not a destination. So if you ever find yourself starting to be stuck in your routine or have forgotten to take that time to really care and nourish yourself, it's okay. The beautiful thing and the thing that I always remind myself is that you can always begin again. We're always arriving at the beginning of a new chapter and even if we fall off the wagon, even if we forgot to do self-work for a long time, we haven't meditated, we haven't exercised in a while, we can always begin again. And if any of you listening wants to connect after the show, we do have an Instagram account and that's at paths underscore back to you. So that's P-A-T-H-S underscore back to you. We also have a Facebook group that right now has just three members, but that's really cool because those are the OG members. And if you want to join, that's also paths back to you group on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.